Well, good morning. Woohoo! Are you awake and ready to worship the Lord? I need both. I need you to be awake and to be ready to worship the Lord. So I'm excited about today. Every time we get together is a time for God to move. And not for God just to move, but for us to give him the praise and honor and glory that he deserves. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Orchardville Church. Welcome to our online viewers as well. And I just want you to know, if you haven't heard this in a while, you matter. Every single one of you guys in here, anybody watching online through today, through this week, you matter. And I'm glad you're here. And I love you. I want you to know that. Some people need to hear that. And I know that. Because I was, and I am, one of those people. So it's nice to know that you matter and that people see you and that you're loved. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you're struggling today, I see you. More importantly, he sees you. And he understands what you're dealing with. So I just want you to know you matter today, all right? God has a purpose for your life. Would you stand this morning? I'm a little bit hyper today. I know what that means. God's got something big happening. And if we'll be obedient and be a part of it, lives are going to be changed in this place today. Amen? Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Anything that we look to accomplish in God is not going to happen by our own strength. And a lot of times in ministry, we get so busy doing, doing, doing that we forget it's God's Holy Spirit in us that's going to accomplish the work that he needs us to do. So remember that it's by his spirit. So we're going to pray this morning and we're going to worship. And as we worship, you know, when you come into this place, it's always not about what can I get? What can I get? What can you give? What can you give God and worship and praise today? And as you're dealing with things, if you're struggling with things and you'll worship him and lift up the name of Jesus, he will dwell in this place. And his spirit, his Holy Spirit will come and minister to you right where you're at. So Father, right now we thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity to gather together and worship. And Father, we praise you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for changing my life and changing the lives of so many people in this room. God, I thank you that you don't just leave us broken and ashamed and hurting and in pain. God, you take us out of the pit that we're in. Father, you redeem us, you restore us, you forgive us. And Father, you have relationship with us. Father, I thank you for that today. Father, I know there are people that are in here that are hurting, that are struggling, that have no hope. But God, I know all our hope is found in your son, Jesus. And Father, I pray right now for anybody in here that's struggling today, before they leave this service, that your Holy Spirit would draw them to you, God, and they would be changed. And they would experience your love and your power in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.
chases the cynical There's a well for every thirsty soul Come and drink Come on On the last breath of a criminal Here is song from every hymnal He's still working miracles Come receive Come on, receive I know it's hard to believe But it's just that good Come and taste your sin
witnessed it. You're strong and I've witnessed it. You're constant, I've witnessed it. And I'm confident.
Bless your name, God. Holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy are you, Lord. Thank you, God, for all your goodness. Thank you for this place, for every person here, every person watching. We pray blessings upon them, blessings upon their family. We pray you bless this service and bless our pastor as he brings your word. In Jesus' name, amen. It's great to see you all this morning. Your smiling faces. It's great to see a smile, isn't it? It really is. So turn to your neighbors and give them the biggest smile you got, all right? Good morning. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> Praise the Lord for the opportunity to worship him and thank him for all that he does for us. And as many of you know, when we sing these songs, I think about... And again, I've told you I'll work through this as I work through it. But losing our son last year, I felt inside of me that I could not go on anymore. Like there is no way through this that I can keep on keeping on. But God, even though I didn't see it in the moment, each day... Even today, each day he's healing more and more inside of me. It's not to say it doesn't hurt, but he is healing inside of me and giving me the strength to get up every day, no matter what the circumstance is, church, and keep going. And I want to encourage you in that today as well. No matter what it is you're dealing with, it is God, if you will surrender it to him, that is giving you the strength to keep going each day. Don't let the enemy stop you. Keep going. Amen. All right. Title today. This I know. And you're going to hear that about 73 times today. And it's going to be in your mind by the time you leave here because God wants it to be. This I know. Now, I want to start off, and uh, it's been a few months back. I did a sermon series called Sick of It. 
And he was talking about just the state of our world, things that are going on. So I want to start back into that a little bit this morning. Not sick of it, not the music that went along with it. But I just want to talk about our world again. The shape that our world's in. The mess that it is in. Anybody agree with that? Okay. We look around and we see suffering locally. We see it around the world. We see how messy our lives are. Um... We see weeping, we see hurting in people, we stand with those who are oppressed or depressed or distressed or stressed, while at the same time, we're feeling those same things. But as believers, we're encouraging each other, we're there for each other, right? We see natural disasters, right and left, we're seeing those all the time, we're seeing marriages fall apart outside the church just as much as they're falling apart inside the church, We're seeing mass murders. We're seeing our children being murdered in our schools. This is the world we live in right now. We see political nonsense and turmoil daily. We've seen pandemics or whatever the government wants to create. We've seen riots. We see people refusing to work. Well, they can work, but depending on the government for handouts. We see wars and rumors of wars. We see our our government overreaching into our lives. We see sexually explicit things, sexually immoral things daily, everywhere. Perversion is running rampant around the United States of America and across the world. We see a growing anti-Christian Western culture growing more prevalent every single day. Our world, as you know it, as I know it, is out of control. Really, we, when we see things, and I've told you guys in the past, I don't really watch the news. That may be good, that may be bad. I just don't like all the negativity, so I refuse to let that overwhelm me. That's why I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll pay attention to some things, but if you just turn on the news and leave it on, I feel like that could really pull you down throughout the day. But with all these things going on, the amount of unknowns that we're currently seeing in our world, we've got to be able to find truth and know what truth is. We've got to walk in it, and we have to apply it to our lives to be able to survive all the craziness around us. If you don't, you'll be a part of it. I see you guys on Facebook. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) And although things are crazy, the, the Bible remains our truth, and all of these things were already foretold in his word. And we've got to know some things if we want to be able to take a stand in these unprecedented last days. You need to know this and you need to have a relationship with God if you want to be able to stand in the midst of what's going on and not bow down to it. This I know. So the word know in Hebrew is yada or to know. Our idea of knowing something, it may look like an internet search for someone. Let me look it up on Google. Yep, there it is. That's what it is. Or it may be a mental comprehension thing that we have. But this Hebrew word, yada, or to know, means a lot more than that. Okay? It's not just the idea of mental activity. It's the idea of knowing through relationship. It is experience. It is commitment. It is loyalty. It is trust. We know God through these things and through his word. This morning... I want to share with you guys through God's holy word some things I know for the Bible tells me so. Floyd put that, I think, commented on that little video from yesterday. 
because I've experienced God in these ways from his word. I don't just know it as something to memorize. I experience God. I encounter God. This I know to be true. So we're going to start in Psalm 46. You can follow along in your Bible or highlight or make some notes, but it's going to be on the screen for you as well. And I'm going to jump around to some different scriptures today of things that I know that we need to make sure we're applying in our lives and cling to in truth in the midst of what's going on in our world. Psalm 46, 1 and 2 says, God is our refuge and strength. I don't know, as, as I was putting this message together this week, every single verse that I was looking up, I felt like there was a different power within it, so I'm going to read it like that this morning. Is that okay? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, because of that, because he is a refuge and strength and a help in trouble, therefore, we will not fear. So seeing all the stuff that's going on, even Christians, even believers are living in a state of fear right now. But the Bible tells us that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Will not fear. I hear more from some of you about everything that's bad and everything that's wrong instead of standing on the word of God, believing that it's going to change. And I don't, I don't mind you coming to me. I love talking to you. I love discipling. I love uh, my free time which includes watching basketball on TV or, or stuff like that, which we all have this free time, whether you want to admit it or not, I am much more enjoying ministering to people in that supposed free time than having that time to watch some TV. I told you guys last week, there's an influx of people wanting hope. There's an influx of people dealing with things that are actually coming out of the darkness and wanting to receive God's light right now. And I love it. Don't stop reaching out. We will disciple. We will grow together. I'm so excited about my voice cracked. <laughs> okay? Please don't stop reaching out because I want to pray for you. I want to help you. I want to help you get through things while God leads it. God is the place where we can find safety. He is never too busy for us. Never too busy for us. He's always available. Even if the worst of the worst things happen and continue to happen on this earth, we as believers must not be afraid. Don't be afraid for God is with us and he is here to help us. This I know. Do not be ashamed of the gospel in these trying times. Man, we need some more Christians to stand up. We need some more pastors to stand up and stop letting the enemy come into the churches and change things to conform to the world. <laughs> Second Timothy 1.12, for this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. 
Paul was facing imprisonment and loneliness because he was faithful to the gospel of Jesus. He did not hesitate to declare the truth of God. He lived out what he professed and he did it with no regrets. Although he could not be confident, this is so good, although he couldn't be confident in his own personal safety, because we always look out for number one, he would honor, he was completely confident in the God that he was professing. I don't care about my own safety, I'm not confident in that because I'm in the situation I'm in, but I am confident in the God I serve. That no matter what, he would honor him and the call he placed on his life until that day. And that day is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ as we kneel before the judgment seat of Christ. This I know. When I look at all the bad going on in this world, I think about the suffering some people have to endure. I also think about people in the Bible like Job. If you don't know that story, read it. You know, I've suffered some in my time here on earth, but it ain't like Job suffered. Job lost all of his property, his children died, he suffered great physical agony, and guess what? He did nothing to deserve it. Job was a righteous, God-fearing man. But this I know. How many of you are dealing with some stuff right now in your life? It is hard. It, is, it, it hurts. You're in some pain. Lift your hands. I know there's more. There are people, you are going through some stuff. Job was going through some stuff, but in the midst of everything he was going through, what a testimony that is for us that are going through things right now. In the midst of everything that Job was dealing with, in the midst of everything that you might be dealing with right now, Job 19.25 says, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. I know that my Redeemer lives. What a testimony to be able to stand in the midst of it and say, I know my Redeemer lives. Job was saying that even, he, he was saying, even if I die in this, his faith was assuring him that he would be resurrected in a new body. I was talking to somebody the other day, we get so selfish with this and we forget about where we're going. We get so selfish about wanting people to be here, but we forget about where they're at if they're a believer. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. We're just passing through. But as we're passing through, we're trying to get as many people to come with us. He knew that death was not the end for him. My Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives. He knew that. And church, he is alive today and there's an empty grave to prove it. He's alive. This I know. I need some of this, I know. <clears throat> Psalm 20, verse six. This I know. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Now this psalm was written as a cry for help. It was a psalm that was saying, 
You know, some trust in chariots, some trust in the horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. We will stand and we know the king will answer when we call. He will demonstrate his power and his strength to us. We win no matter what because we know we are rooted in God's promises. Talking about my son, you guys, some people still say or will have this attitude that God failed. No. I will say there are things in this world you will not understand, but that does not mean God failed. Because we raised our kids, still raising one, Lord help us. But we raised them to know Jesus as their savior. And the promise of that from God is we have fellowship with his son. That means we know God because no one comes to the father except through him. And because of that, the promise was that Jackson would live for eternity in heaven. God kept his promise. I don't understand the way it all worked out. But Jackson is exactly where I would want him to be for eternity. And I stand on that. And I will continue to preach the gospel of Jesus, believing that I, I will do my best with the power of the Holy Spirit to reach as many people to join me and Jackson and Sarah and Brylin up there. And everyone that's went on before me, my mom, Sarah's mom. I, I believe this I know. God promises to protect his people in warfare and spiritual warfare in life when we are obedient to his commands. This I know. How many of you in here are good at complaining? I need four people. This, is, this wasn't in my notes. I need four people that feel like you're good at complaining. Come on, give me four or five, I don't care how many, come up here, just stand right across the front here. Come on. <laughs> Whether you were chosen or you chose yourself. I know there's more than this that raised their hand. I, I, the more the merrier. You're a complainer. If you don't know, Never mind, I'll be nice. Is this it? Anybody, is anybody else that whenever things, hard things come, woe is me, and you just complain and complain and complain? <laughs> I know, I know. You guys are the saved ones, admitting your faults. All right, now I want you guys, think of things going on in your life right now, things that you don't like, and I just want you to start complaining as loud as you can. Not in dirty language or anything, me. <laughs> but just start complaining. Go ahead. Psalm 4610. Psalm 4610. Be still. Be still. 
and know that I am God. Thank you, guys. There are moments in your life that you need to just be quiet. Be still and know that he is God. Stop complaining about your circumstance all the time and be still and know that he's God. They did good. But when you get in those moments, stop and think. Man, if I'll just be still, I know God's going to speak to me in this. I know God's going to move in this. Sometimes he's telling me just to be still, be quiet, and recognize who I am. And I know, this I know, that the voice of God rings out to everyone on this earth with an assurance that he is God. That means if we will be still and recognize him for who he truly is, all fear is stilled. Every piece of anxiety in my life has to be quiet, right? If I will be still and know that he is God, I can relax. I can have peace. He is victorious over it all. He is supreme over all the earth. When I understand who God is, nothing the enemy throws at me will shake my confidence in God. Nothing. When I understand who he is, and I just be still and know that he's God. I know that we may have difficult days. I know that you might be in the thick of them right now. You may not understand why things are happening or why they happened. But this I know, God is for his church. He is for you. He is not against you. He is for you. And if we stay close to him, he will guide us through the storms of life. He will be with us. He has not forsaken us. This I know. I've seen it. I've witnessed it, as Audrey's saying. I know it. When you look at people in the Bible, you can always come across some people that went through some things, right? You have to read this to to know that. He felt like he was up against the world and was in a no-win situation. This is Jeremiah we're talking about. He's going through some stuff. He was one of those people. Went through some times where he felt alone. And he was in a position that he knew he couldn't overcome himself. Anybody been there? We think we can, especially the guys, but I know there's some strong-willed ladies in here too. We think we can fix everything. I'll be the first to admit, I I ain't no handyman. Mark laughs at me sometimes. I've gotten better over the years through his expert training. He'll say, you want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) True? True? True story. He's so good and I'm so not. God didn't give me that, but I'm learning. (laughs) Jeremiah, we get in these positions and talking about, you know, we want to fix things ourselves. We want to just do it ourselves. We want to do it ourselves. We have to rely on the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit within us to let God accomplish those things that we cannot do, that we cannot fix. The Lord spoke through him and said these things. This I know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know 
No, no, no. K-N-O-W, the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And again, you might be fighting something right now. Don't look at the situation just as it is right now and think that that's just how it's going to be. Don't accept that. Oh, just, it's just the way it's going to turn out. It is what it is. That's how the way the cards fell. Jeremiah knows that's not the end of the story. He knows that God is the author and he's also the finisher of our faith. And we have to put our faith into action. Believe, 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 believe. Jeremiah 29, 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will what? I will listen to you. So instead of running and hiding in fear, we need to be running to our heavenly father because he listens, he hears us. We need to run to that secret place in prayer. We better call on him. We have to seek him. And right here in Jeremiah, it says that as I call upon him, he will listen to me. This I know. God listens. That means I don't have to worry about whether or not he hears me because he does. Isaiah 59.1, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. He not only hears me, he's able to respond to me. He's able to work in my situation. He's able to turn the circumstances around. Hallelujah. When you call on God and you seek him with a hungry, desperate heart, he moves and you know that he is in your midst. When we, there's times in here when we worship with everything we have from desperation to give God glory and praise and honor, we know he's here. When you come to this altar broken and the tears are flowing down, you know he's here. You know he's working on your heart. Joel 2.27, then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. This I know. And he goes on to say that after we repent, after we come to him, we can know that he will pour out his spirit on all people. All flesh, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see visions. And he will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. We know this. This I know. And if you have put your faith in Jesus, he knows you as his child. Psalm 139, verses 1 and 2. I don't think it's going to be up there. You have searched me, Lord. And you know me. This I know. Our church, our lives should be so full of hope and so strong for God, so sold out for God, that it not only is a hope for us within this family and your immediate family, but it's also a hope and a strength to the world around you. I want to walk around with Jesus living in me and his Holy Spirit residing in me and that coming out of me so people understand Rick has hope. In the middle of this bad world, in the middle of all this mess, Rick has a different, he has hope. He's got something else going on in his life. Why does he look like the rest of us that are down and depressed and always sad and hurting? It's, it's him. 
Let me tell you about him. Because what he's done for me, he can do for you. A hope for someone around you that doesn't have the hope that you have. We should be able to say this I know to those people without that hope. They don't know God like you do. They don't know God like you do, but because of your relationship with God, he is going to work through you in power to help them know him too. Oh, hallelujah. They don't know the God like you do. They don't know God like you do, but because of your relationship with God, church, he is going to work through you in power for them to know him too. Some of you don't want that. Walk around shining hope. Walk around with the love of Jesus flowing out of you. So people ask, and you'll be able to tell this I know, this I know, this I know. John 13, 35, they will know we are his disciples if we love one another. And one of the ways we love one another is by sharing the love and the gospel of Jesus. You see somebody hurting, share the love of Jesus. You see somebody struggling, share the love of Jesus. You see somebody that can't make ends meet, share the love of Jesus. You see somebody that's lost in sin, share the love of Jesus. This I no. Again, with the state of our world and everything going on in it, you know what? I believe God. I believe God. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the news says. I don't care what my condescending aunt and uncle or whoever would say about the Lord. I believe God. I believe God. I'd rather believe God than the news we see on TV. I'd rather believe God than all the scientists and experts in America. I'd rather believe God than every self-help book out there. It's only one I need. I'd rather believe God over everything else because this I know God is for me. He is for me. And some of you guys need to shout that over your life. In fact, let's do that today. I want you to say that with me, and we're going to say it three times. All right? How many of you, you know I need to say this, that God is for me? Because right now I feel like everything is against me. So if you will, if you will say that, from somewhere way down here where your hurt is, replace that hurt with God is for me and proclaim that over your life right now. Are you ready? On the count of three, God is for me. And we're going to do it three times. Don't leave me hanging on the second and third. Ready? One, two, three. God is for me. God is for me. God is for me. Amen. Praise team, come up here before I preach for an hour or two. <laughs> Psalm 56, 9 through 13. 
When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Vows made to you are binding upon me, O God. I will render praises to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? This I know, and because I know him and his word, I will not fear these times we are living in. This I know, this I know, this I know. Get that in your spirit today. And know, know his word, know God through encountering him. As I was putting, go ahead and stand this morning. I'm going to tell you something that came heavy on me on Thursday, finishing this up. And how many of you believe you're here for a reason today? Don't say it's my obligation to be at church. That's baloney. You come in here with that spirit. It is an opportunity for us to come together to, to learn, to be fed, to be encouraged, to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It is an opportunity for us to love one another. So I know that everybody that's in this room right now, you're here for a reason. You could have picked other things to do. Like some people are are sleeping in because they were too lazy to get up. You're here for a reason. And Thursday, as I was finishing this up, this came to me from the Lord, I believe. And I just need to tell some of you this morning, the spirit of fear needs to go out of you. There are people in here right now, the spirit of fear needs to go out of you. You are walking around so afraid with so much fear and that needs to go today. You're here for a reason. We're gonna open up the altars of salvation for healing, for all the things that God wants to do, but I want you to know, specifically, Some of you, the fear needs to leave in Jesus' name today. So that's the first altar call I'm going to give. Again, if you don't know the Lord, you're like, why is old Rick so excited and shouting? It's because of Jesus inside of me. And you can experience that too. You can experience and encounter him too. So if you don't know the Lord, I'm going to encourage you to come. We're going to have deacons up here praying for people. Some other people in the church that know how to pray will be here. But I want to call those people first and you know who you are that are living in fear and you'll say this morning, this I know, it has to go. I'm tired of living in fear. I'm going to ask you guys to come across the front. If you know you have the spirit of fear, you are oppressed by, you are, you are depressed, you're, you're down, you're fear, you're afraid, I want you to come across the front right here. And we're going to tell fear to go and the Holy Spirit to come. Fear to go and the Holy Spirit to come. You don't need to wait on people to bow their heads. Fear, 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 right across the front. Leave me room to pray for you as I come through there. Fear, fear, fear. You're living in fear. 
Anxiety is ruling you. one more verse to you and then we're going to get into this and what the Holy Spirit wants to do. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God, listen to this, has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given that to you. So you know who that comes from. God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We're going to say fear go, Holy Spirit come over your life right now. You surrender that today. Holy Spirit come, Fear go in the name of Jesus as I'm praying for you as they continue to sing.
Jesus as your Savior, please come. Please come experience the love of Jesus. Maybe you're the prodigal son who has walked away. At one time you knew the Lord and you've left. He wants to know you. He's he's waiting with open arms. Come back. Come back home. Come back home to your Father as we continue to sing.
Sing that out. Gotta be impossible. There is no power greater. Exceeding abundant. Beyond what we could ask or think. We call on your name. Jesus. This I know, this I know, this I know. If you have God's word in you, it will come out of you in the midst of your trials, in the midst of things you're going through. And as you encounter God, you will know that he is there for you. You will know the peace that passes all understanding. You will understand that God is for you. This I know, this I know. And I pray you remember that throughout the week. This I know. I know this is what it looks like, but this I know according to God's word and according to things I've witnessed in my life through the power of God, this I know that he's for me. He's for me. And I'm believing those of you that came up, the fear, the anxiety, it is gone in Jesus' name. You walk in that now. You walk in the Holy Spirit power that is within you and you don't give the devil a foothold for any fear or anxiety anymore. Amen. Do me a favor this week. It's one you should be doing every week. But put some thought to it this week. We have cards on the way out the front. Invite cards. Grab a card, change a life. Invite somebody to church. Show them on the back. There's a couple QR codes that can go to our website and go to a service. There's people that have no hope. 
right now. And what we experience, what we encounter in here each week needs to be felt by people that don't know the Lord. And even if you can't get them into the building, you're the Jesus they see. You're the Jesus they're experiencing. So pray with them right when they need it. Minister to them right where they're at. Okay? Please, 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 let's reach people for Jesus. Each one this year, our thing is each one reach one. One person see you come to Jesus this year. One. But you got to put it out there. You got you to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those people around you that are hurting. And I trust that you guys are doing that. You will continue to do that. And people's lives will continue to be changed by the gospel of Jesus. Amen. Love you. Woo, it's a good day today in the house of the Lord together. Make sure you talk to some people you may not know. Just run, don't run out of here real quick. Okay. Love you. Appreciate you. You are not dismissed. You are sent. Win some people to Jesus.